First of all, I want to, you know, throw out an apology to, you know, Trouble TRO or anybody else. Um, I know that, you know, when you do these web comics and everything on Patreon, that, you know, you want the people that are supporting you to, uh, you know, financially to be the ones that see them and, you know, not, you know, have people see them for free and all that. So I do understand that and I do apologize. Um, but I will say this. I will say this in, in defense. Even though I am sorry about that and I will try not to do that in the future, especially like with this one. But I will say this. I will say this in defense. You know, the fact that I did this and I am apologetic about it. You have to, you know, you have to agree that there are some that do go out at certain websites and they will upload these comics. They will download them in PDF form or they will download them, you know, individually in picture form and they will, you know, upload them to these other sites because, quite frankly, there's a lot of people that have this belief that they shouldn't have to pay for something that, you know, if they had the technology themselves or they had the knowledge themselves, they'd be able to do themselves, if you know what I mean. So, again, I do apologize and I will try my best in the future not to do those kind of things. Uh, but anyway, getting back to, oh, getting to, I should say, not back to, but getting to what this uh, audio video podcast is about. Um, I will say this. I will say this. What Trouble TRO um, has done with, you know, some of its stories, you know, collabs with Mr. Internet Man or so on, I think is tremendous. Now, he has taken a break right now from Pink Benefits. You know, we have seen him take a break from that. And we know that Joven16 is bringing back NanoShift from what they've mentioned to somebody in the comment section at one point next week. So we know that's potentially on the horizon as well. Wherever they lead off from the end of the last one, because it's been a long time, is anybody's guess. I mean, <laughs> my theory, you know, back when they ended it is you have to wonder that if the next you know, 10 pages or so we see it's just them, it's just the two female friends of, of Jay talking with these unknown people and we see Jay as a liquid form just floating in a tube or something like that being, you know, incoherent or in, or basically being in, in, in an inanimate state. Like she could hear, but she can't really do nothing about it because all she's doing is floating or something like that. Or maybe they time skip, you know, months later and, you know, Jay's still learning about her powers or something like that. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out next week, or this week, I, I'm assuming. Um, but, but yeah, co according to uh, Trouble TRO, he's taking some time off, you know, from doing Pink Benefits. And that's always what's interesting about these kind of stories. Like, you know, we're finally going to get, you know, a conclusion, or a continuation, I should say, with, you know, Joven16, you know, and uh, and everything, we're finally going to get a conclusion, you know, uh, with them. We're finally going to get a, a conclusion with Nano Shift and everything. But that, and, and I think I've mentioned this before, but that's always what's interesting when you do these kind of stories, whether you write about them or you write and then you do uh, SFM scripts, you know, 3D models, you know, scripts or whatever. You know, that's... Hold on for a second. Sorry, I thought I heard something there. 
But anyway, like I said, you know, you know, if, if there's one thing about these kind of stories sometimes, especially if you make a series out of them, is you're always trying to, you know, figure out what to do next and everything. You're always trying to um, think about, okay, what, what's, what's the next, you know, direction um, I could take, you know, the story and I could take the characters in and, and all that. And sometimes that's hard to do to the point that, you know, you need to legitimately, and this is the honest truth, you need to legitimately take a break. You need to basically, you know, hold off uh, for a while until you can come up with another idea. Now, sometimes you hold off because, you know, let's say you have other stories you want to focus on and try to get them done as well. Like, you've held off on some other stories and now you want to continue them. And believe me, Believe me, Joven 16, Trouble TRO, Nextat, and others have done exactly that. In fact, Minor Dash Alterations over at DeviantArt, I don't know what happened to them, um, have had several stories, you know, in cliffhanger limbo, you know, uh, for quite some time because we don't know what their status is right now, if any. You know, you know some... And here's the thing, too. Sometimes when people do these kind of stories... You know, they might have a change happen in their life to where they just stop automatically and they're like, you know what, I'm not going to continue this anymore, anymore because this is not how my life is anymore and I shouldn't be doing this, da, da, da. You know, maybe that's what happened. We don't know. We don't know. But the fact is, there have been stories that have been in cliffhanger limbo for quite some time. And whether or not they get complete or completed at the hands of the original content creators or by newer content creators to take on, uh, take on you know, the, the responsibility, then I guess that's the only way we find out whether or not you know, we'll get a continuation you know, of the story and maybe taking it in a different direction. I mean, I'll give you an example. I think I've mentioned this before. Um, I think I've mentioned this before. Uh, basically, long story short, Long story short, um, minor dice alterations, one of those story series they were doing was called The Model and the Symbiont. And the way they ended the original uh, part, uh, one, oh, not original part, let me rewind that. Okay. What I was trying to say is the way they ended the fourth part of it, I think it was the fourth part of it or something, one of the, I think it was the fourth part, was on a very somber note. And... A lot of us didn't honestly like that ending. I mean, we understand from a storyline development and all that, you want to storyline character development. You want to, you know, you want to get people invested and interested in what you're going to do, right? But, but here's the thing. There's a lot of us that, like I said, didn't like that ending in particular. So, you know, there's a lot of us, myself included, They've decided to take it upon ourselves to um, basically, you know, you know, we've taken it upon ourselves to uh, basically try to continue it, but continue it in a way that we feel is more appropriate, more, more along the lines of what we would expect, if you know, if you know what we mean. And one of those ways, in my opinion, is to have the friend that kind of told off the main character that, you know, is now infused with the symbiont and being able to do all these kind of things, 
instead of having the friend tell them off and say, hey, get control of it before it gets control of you or whatever, that instead we have the friend embracing it and wanting to embrace it even more so in a very intimate way. So to me, so for me, you know, and others, we like to try to continue it in that manner because we feel that's the more appropriate way to go with it. So, so yeah, you know, you got stories like that by minor dash alterations. You got their take on the Demonica series kind of in cliffhanger limbo as well. Because again, we don't know what's going on with them personally. We don't know if they're going to school, it's family issues. We don't know what's happening, you know, whatsoever, if they're even around anymore. We don't know. But still, but still, even if they are, even if they do have other things they have to take care of, you know, we know that deep down they want to try to get back to these stories. But maybe one of the things that's holding them back from getting, you know, going back to these stories is how do they resolve the cliffhanger? Like, how do they continue it? How do they, you know, progress forward with the characters in the stories? What's the next step? And that's kind of what we've seen, like I said, with Trouble TRO, or we're seeing with Trouble TRO, you know, with concluding Pink Benefits for a little bit, as well as what we're seeing, or what we did see, you know, with, um, with Joven 16 and the Nano Shift series, you know, and probably other series that they've done, you know, previously in the past, as well as what we've seen with Nick Stat and others. Because sometimes it takes time to figure out, okay, what is the next step? You know, where, where do we go from here? I mean, it could be, I mean, the easier, the easiest, I should say, not the easier, but the easiest solution would be, oh, well, I could just go the liquidy melty route with these girls all the time. Make it easier. Just have them get intimate, get it on, you know, liquidy melty, and then they fuse together or evaporate or whatever. You could, I mean, go, I mean, that right there, going in that direction with any one of those options is the easiest thing to do. But when you want to tell a story, you know, it's a different, it's a different story itself, if you will. You want to tell a story that's complex, has a bit of eroticism, you know, that drama, comedy, you know, overall enjoyment to it that you know, you, that you know yourself, uh, not only yourself, I should say, but you know others would want to enjoy then you want to try to take your time. You want to try to figure out, okay, what's the next step? You know, what's the next step and everything? And, you know, obviously that's why we see a lot of these stories in Cliffhanger Limbo. But it does show that sometimes if you just go with the more simpler route that you're known for, you know, especially if you're writing the story, that is probably the best, the easiest and best solution to go with. And that's why I think Science Experiment for right now by Trouble TRO and Mr. Internet Man is going at the pace it's going. This is why also I think Unconventional 2 went at the pace it did. Because Mr. Internet Man being the writer knows, hey, the easiest way to get through the story quick so that my uh, collabors, who are the artists and writers themselves, can move on to the other projects, and I can move on to projects myself, the easiest and best way to go is the liquidy melty route, which would, could potentially end up in a fusion down the line. You know, and that's what we saw with Unconventional 2. We saw that, and we got a decent ending out of that, and maybe even hints of something to come later. 
You know, you know that is why when you look at Agent Pink 2, Bedlam's Revenge, or Agent Pink, Bedlam's Revenge 2, the epilogue between uh, Demonica, Veronica, and, you know, Betty, and then eventually Emily, we saw the route that they were going there. And it's like, you know, it's like basically, you know, once you go that route, it's easy to pretty much progress the story. But again, sometimes people don't want to go that route because they want to tell a story and they don't want to always make it be like, oh, let's do this, let's do that and be done with it. They want people to be invested. They, yes, the shape-shifting, the melty gooeyness, liquidness, the eroticism and all you know, that goes along with it. And sometimes makes it, and sometimes, you know, the eroticism being, you know, the cause of the melty gooeyness and all that, you know, yeah, that's going to be part of the story, but they want to make a story that's more intriguing to the audience, a story that's going to get people invested and interested to come back for more and want to see more. But again, sometimes going the, going the route, especially if you're the one writing the story, you know, and you want to get the story out there quick to the... To the, pub, to the public and everything, that, you know, probably going the best, you know, going probably the more, you know, sense, I'm not saying sensible way, but the more, you know, knowing way, the more trophy ray that you're known for is probably the best solution. It's probably the best solution and the quickest solution. But to me, you know, overall, this is why I, this is why I think, you know, most times when we have, you know, someone like a Mr. Internet Man collabing as a writer, and one of their tropes is to go that route of melty gooeyness and whatever, you know, with the characters, is because they know it's the quickest, easiest way to get the story done and out to the public. But I also think that when others go that route, they realize that too, but they decide, hey, we can do go, but they also decide, hey, we can go that route and we can get the, done, get the story done quicker. But if, we really, but if we really want to tell a story, yes, we can incorporate it, you know, we can incorporate it, you know, all we want. But, but if we're going to tell a story, we need to also focus on the development of the characters, the progression of the characters, and the story itself. Like, yeah, we can add all those things that others like Mr. Netman is known for doing, but we can, but we can add them in you know, during times, times where they're needed for the story, if not add them into, you know, to the where they help progress the story as well, if that makes any sense. But yeah, that's why, you know, when you look at something like Science Experiment, and then before that, what next that, you see things like Unconventional 2, you know, what they did in the collaboration with Mr. Internet Man, you notice how quickly the stories come out. You know, the stories come out basically because Mr. Internet Man already has it in his head exactly where he wants to go with it. And then, like I said, obviously, as I've said before, obviously when those like Triple TRO and Nextat know, hey, we're working with Mr. Internet Man, he's probably going to go this route with this trope. They get themselves set up, like they get themselves ready. They put a, they, you know, they create a folder in the laptop of the computer and say, that's for those gooey scenes that we're going to put into the, into the story or into the comic if they're needed. Or they even start to create the gooey scenes to go along with the, uh, the premise and everything. You know, if they're going, like that, you know, 
you know, like if they're going back and forth with him with, on the ideas that he's going to have in the story, maybe they're already creating the scenes and all that, you know, to have, you know, you know, to have set and ready to go just in case they're needed. And it's all about knowing who you're working with, you know, and how they like to, you know, bring their creative talents to the table. So, well, not just the creative ta talents to the table, but that's basically, you know, what happens when you know who you're working with and how they like to go in certain directions with a story. But, yeah, overall, I know this may have not sounded like much, you know, more rambling than anything, but I just wanted to come out here and talk about why certain stories that Trouble TRO, Joven 16, Nextat, you know, over on Patreon and so on, and even those like Minor Dash Alterations and others at DeviantArt, why certain stories sometimes end up in, you know, limbo, cliffhanger limbo and everything, and why sometimes when they collab with someone like Mr. Internet Man, why we don't really see that being the case as much, you know, and we just see a quick progression, like a quick, like, you know, release of each chapter or part of the story, of the overall story, and before we know it, it's done. So, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that, give you my thoughts on it. Let me know what your thoughts are, and until next time, guys, guys um, I will talk to you all later. Take care. God bless.